welcome back to the Writer Community Podcast. Today, join host Megan for a chat with Drew Carroll. Drew is a poet and short fiction writer from Chicago, Illinois. He has been writing since 2015 and is the creator of We Are Indie Wednesdays on Instagram. Thank you so much again for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Why don't you start us off by introducing what you've been working on recently? Recently, I'm editing a short fiction book that I actually started late last year before I went on a little sabbatical from social media. I wanted to come around it after really reintroducing myself to social media after being gone for like three months and kind of readjusting to my weekly and daily routine when it comes down to my We Are Indie Wednesday concept. And just making sure that, okay, you know, this is something I want to do again and get refocused on. But yes, I'm currently editing a short fiction book that I'm in the process of releasing more tidbits, more behind the scenes in terms of chapters. And I'm going to start doing uh, introductions to the characters of the book soon. And I'm going to reveal the title of it, which I don't, I'm not sure. I have a working title in mind, but I'm not sure if I'm actually going to keep it or not. As of right now, it's the title. I'm going to keep it where it is now until I either decide to change my mind or not. But yeah, all in all, I'm currently working on a short fiction book. And probably after that one, I'm, I'm probably going to dive into another one. Because I have so many working ideas, whether or not I want to do a new and original story or potentially expand on an existing universe in a form of a prequel, sequel, or spinoff from a previous book I wrote, that's still up in the air. But as of right now, I'm just mainly focusing on more short fiction writing. The poetry's still there. I've, I've written a few things here and there, but I haven't really been focusing on it as much as I have on the uh, fictional writing itself. Amazing. And what what draws you to poetry and short fiction as opposed to longer form fiction? I've always been into short stories in general. I think growing up, I read a lot of books that were related to short stories. And on the poetry side, it's weird because growing up, my favorite subjects were English, literature, history, anything related to reading or studying or analyzing something. I was never a math or science person. Ironically, better at now than I was before. And that's the ironic part. But with the short stories, I've always been into like novels and books growing up. So I, I think for me, that's kind of where the love of storytelling in general came about. With the poetry, I started that, like I said, in 2015. I was living in outside of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana at the time. And there was a lot going on in my life at the time. I was going through a lot of turmoil, both on a professional, a professional and personal level. So for me, it was just a, a way for me to vent what I was going through and thinking of at that time. And it just translated to more writing. It translated to me writing about anything and everything I can think of. It is from personal experiences, writing about, you know, mainstream topics, writing about what's surrounding me at that moment or anything I can really mentally, so to speak, get my hands on. That's what I wrote about. So I think that's how the whole short story poetry things kind of came about with me being at a younger age and being introduced to storytelling through books and falling in love with it. And then as I got older and life experiences, you know, they add up. And then that's where the poetry side of things came about, because now it's like, OK, now I can write about anything and everything and just write it in my own creative way and, and just, you know, kind of have my own spin about 
how I view certain things, not only with myself, but just, you know, in, in other people's situations, if it's friends or family, or like I say, anything related to what's going on in today's society. Clearly, over the last year, there's been a lot to talk about. I'm not sure how it is over on your end, but of course, the pandemic shut down and everything just changed in a swift manner. Besides what I can write from my own end, I, of course, I've written about everything that I've seen on this end in terms of how people are reacting to it all. So, all in all, that's pretty much how the whole short story, poetry, writing for me kind of came about over the years. And poetry is a really good way to kind of process those feelings and thoughts you might have, especially on more difficult subjects. I, I agree with you. It's, it's the same over here in the UK. You know, the there's a real feeling of of dissatisfaction, I think, um, with the government, how the government are handling things, um, both with the pandemic, with um, everything that's happening um, from, you know, violence towards women and, and the Black Lives Matter movement and, and racism and everything. Um, so I agree with you, there's there's a lot to write about mm-hmm. now, there's a lot to talk about and, and there's a lot to process as well for each of us to process our own individual feelings around these topics. I think kind of turning to poetry and, and shorter fiction where you can kind of almost distill it in a shorter form it can be very powerful absolutely absolutely and it, it's funny because i'm not necessarily a political person but you know i've written my thoughts about the government and how things are ran in this country even you know locally and in in my own state in my own city how things are ran so you know it you know last year when everything was somewhat at its peak with the riots and everything a lot of people are asking you know what are your thoughts about what's going on and that's when i came out that's when i uh, wrote um a couple a uh, couple pieces that led to like a last minute project that was called uh, moments of black which at this point is probably my favorite instagram thing projects i i put out because you know that was at the height of everything going on in this country, and I had I had a mixed bag I had a mixed bag of emotions. You know, it was one side of it. You know, I had a lot of friends who were either on the left or right side of the political flag, and there was somebody like me who didn't really necessarily fall on either side, but can look at it as okay, I agree and disagree on both ends. But you know, how do I truly view everything? What's going on? And I said, well, the the best way I can really write about what I think is write it from my own personal view, because I can't speak for anybody else who hasn't experienced what I've experienced before. I can't speak for others. I can only speak for myself in terms of what I've been through. And I think that was for me the best way to describe, okay, you wanna know how I feel about what's going on in this country and what's going on even you know across the pond, so to speak, this is it right here. Yeah, definitely. And this, this kind of leads into that. What, what are your favorite themes that you explore in your work? Um, there's a lot. I, I, I explore a lot of relationship related themes when it comes down to my writing, uh, you know, heartbreak, mm. love, sex, breakups, you know, I, I've written a lot of that because, you know, I'm not going to dive into details, but, you know, I, I, I've been through the ringer, so to speak, <laughs> with, with that. So, um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of experience with that. Also, I write a, a lot about, uh, more so, you know, like I said, mainstream topics in terms of race, political related items, you know, not necessarily about celebrities per se, but just how the brain of this country is mm-hmm. operating as of right now or or has been operating for the last handful of years. So I write a lot about that. I do write about, you know, experiences from like childhood memories when it comes down to friends and family. 
Um, it's just a lot. So I don't necessarily, and I, and I write about things about money and how people view and use it too. So there's, there's a mixed bag of a lot of things that I write about. For the most part, mine is very driven on relationships and struggling to hold, struggling to let go of the past so you can live in the now and hope for a better like tomorrow, so to speak. So I write a lot about that in terms of the past and present and the unknown future. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a, there's a mixture of a lot of things, but that's pretty much like the bulk of my writing in a nutshell. And where does, I know you talked a lot about your childhood, but, but do you have any specific places that you go to for inspiration when you, or does it really just kind of come from those experiences or do you have a way of process of bringing that out and inspiring yourself so to speak lately though it, it's just been coming to me i don't necessarily like go anywhere to write i mean the weather's getting nicer out here so i'm going to be doing a lot more outdoor writing and it's and there's actually <laughs> there's actually a, a lake next to my place i can go to kind of like relax and clear my mindset something i'm going to be doing a lot but no i i could easily be at work or in the gym and like you know these thoughts would kind of start you know coming into my head and i would you know clearly i would have the words in my head in the beginning and then you know i'll grab my phone because you know if i'm not near my notebook or my laptop i have my phone so i would start writing everything down so for me it's more the inspiration kind of just comes to me in a natural way first i initially don't have to be in a particular setting for me to write certain items it just depends know what I'm going through that week, what I'm going through for that day. Did I see anybody from my past? Did I, did, did something come up from a memory, you know, years back? Like a lot of those factors, you know, play a role as well too, in terms of what, how the inspiration for me to write comes into play. And do you ever have to, with some of the harder things to write, do you ever have to give yourself space before you can write them? Or do you do you write it kind of as soon as you feel it and then kind of pour it all into there? Or do you need to give yourself a certain amount of distance? I know some writers need to give themselves distance before they really delve into it to quite difficult personal topics. I would say for my short fiction, I've had to do that a few times. With my writing, if it, if it when it comes to me, I just write it right away. I don't wait. Now, what I'll do yeah. is with my poetry is I'll write it down and then maybe I'll step back from it for like another day or two. Then I'll come back to it and say, okay, what did I write? Was I, was I, was I really thinking this on the day of, on the day of when I wrote it? Do I still feel this way now? Or do I want to add something or take something away or things of that nature? And for the most part, I'll do a little bit of editing and cleaning up for any type of spell, you know, spelling errors for the most part. But in terms of the subject matter that I wrote the previous day or two, it always stays the same. With my short fiction story, um, with short stories, what uh, I'll sometimes will have to give myself room to talk about a certain uh, subject matter. One of the stories I, I, I wrote last year was about the, uh, the death penalty. And that's such a heavy subject, even in today's time, even though the death penalty for the most part somewhat still exists in certain states of this country, that's still a heavy subject overall to talk about. Or I even yeah. dove into the production of the book i did a lot of research and i'm like you know how to view it you know what states still have it because i wanted to i wanted to make the story as realistic as possible when it comes down to the actual subject of the death penalty so that was one subject i really needed to kind of have some breathing room a bit before i actually started to get creative with uh, making the story 
Yeah, that must have been really tough to, to write, I can imagine. Um, and you did quite a lot of interesting research for, for that story, didn't you? Tell us a little bit about that process and um, and how you found that. Oh, uh, the researching portion, I, you know, it, like I said, depends on the subject matter, but I'll stick with the, with the Doug Plenty story. And, and, and what's crazy about this story, it is a romance story, too. I know Doug Plenty and romance doesn't really mix. It's a very complex, multi-layered story that um, I might even you know, preview more down the road too. But no, what, what I did was I would, you know, study, you know, I would take, I took a couple of states from the, from, from, from the U.S. And I said, okay, where do I want to have the story taking place? And I wanted to have the story to, to take place at a location where the death penalty was still a thing. So first thing that I said, okay, you know, look, you know yeah. went to Google states that still have the death penalty. And I researched, you know, the numbers, the statistics in terms of, who was, you know, being executed more? Was it men? Was it women? And, you know, I kind of took that information and said, okay, you know, how can I now take, you know, the reasoning behind the terms of why this person's being executed? And then I looked up the crimes in that state in terms of what crimes were being committed and what crimes were subject to the death penalty. So there's a lot of just making sure that, yes, even though this is clear, this is a fictional story, the realistic part of it was the actual subject matter and how the subject matter came about when it comes down to the actual central character of the story. And I want to make sure that the crime actually matched the consequence. Amazing. And so I remember reading a post um, and you even did research on kind of, was it a prison guard and, and you know, how uh, did you speak to a prison guard or, or, or you, you basically um, really kind of analyzed what their daily routine, et cetera, would be? Yeah, I, I analyzed the daily routine of, of, of a correctional officer in terms of, you know, what they dealt with among, not just with themselves, but among like the staff and among the prisoners. And I, I even watched a couple of shows that related to that type of lifestyle, that mm. type of group. So that was a big factor too, in terms of the other main character, which is a CEO. He's going, he was going, he's going through a lot of demons in life. He has a drinking issue. His wife divorced him. He's butting heads with his co-workers. He has a he's a, he has a lot of uncertainty about what he wants to do in the long run and whether or not he wants to continue to do this type of work. And a lot of shows and you know articles I looked up about CEOs, most of them had that type of lifestyle that they were living. They had those same similar demons in terms of alcohol usage, drug usage. Um, you know, going through issues, you know, relationship issues outside of work, if it's, you know, a marriage problem or, you know, a situation with their kids, if, if, if kids were involved. So there was a lot of that in terms of making sure that I took those same concepts and added it to the other main character in my story. And I would say of all the short fiction books I wrote, that was probably the most challenging one because of the, because of the heavy subject matter yeah. and the fact that such even though it's a romantic story, it, it is definitely more of of a um, of a more of a tragic situation in terms of how everything came about. And I actually wrote a prequel to the story too that focuses on the main character, which is a woman. So that was also another exciting thing as well because you know, you know, I, as a male writer, like I said, I'll I'll never know how it is to be a woman because like, clearly I, I I'm not, but. It was still fun to have the, the the main MC as a woman and and seeing what she went through prior to the main story that led to the events of the main story, 
And that's kind of why I'm a fan of prequels. I like telling backstories of certain people. But yeah, all in all, yeah. you know, that story itself did a lot of heavy research and it took me a little bit to decide on, okay, do I really want to write this or do I want to just leave it be? And I decided that I wanted to, you know, tackle it on. And, and of course that, that came about with the story. Amazing. I can't wait to read it. It sounds really fascinating. I find that subject very fascinating as well. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and actually, I'm actually going to, um, after I'm done editing the short fiction book I'm doing right now, I'm actually going to be on the lookout for a couple better readers that I, I want to start using more of the better reader system for some of my books because I want feedback on whether or not, you know, because I, I want, you know, feedback on my books in terms of how it's written and maybe what needs to be, you know, switched off or whatnot. Cause I'm, I'm all open for construction criticism, especially for my short plus, cause I really want to get better at storytelling writing outside of the poetry circle. So I really, so I'm going to be uh, actually doing that soon. So I'll, I'll put up a post soon related to, you know, looking for two to three better readers and hopefully I can uh, get that started in terms of having a few readers read my uh, short stories and, you know, and, and seeing what the pros and cons of it is. Amazing. I think beta readers are so, so useful, especially if you get kind of a good spread of people. So different uh, genders, different backgrounds, etc., so that you can kind of get um, that feedback as well from, from different types of people. I think, you know, having your work looked at by beta readers is such a, a great thing to do for, for any writer. And I know that on Instagram, especially, and on Twitter, there are so many people who are really happy to give up their time time um, to do that for other writers which I always think is incredible because people you know will take their time to to help other writers and, and give feedback and um, I just think that's that's an amazing part of the community oh yeah no doubt and, and some and some of the lives I've, I've watched if it's like a writing sprint or a Q&A the the subject of that has been coming up a lot so that's kind of what gave me the inspiration to say, you know what, if I can, you know, if I can find, you know, two to three solid readers that, re and, and you can read my stories in one shot, trust me, you, you're, you're, you're not gonna, it's not gonna take up most of your time to read my story, because my average word count is like, you know, from three to 5,000 words for my story, so when, when the term short story is, it comes up, that's literally how my books are, they're extremely short, you can read them in one shot, and, and I, and I feel for me, that is also another challenge too, you know, and, and like like you and Rachel and, and, and Sid and Sky, you guys are actual like novel readers. For me, I think the, the biggest challenge for yeah. a short story is you don't have much room or space is so narrow to tell a story from A to Z. That's what I find fast about short stories. Um, that you have this narrow lane, a lot more narrow than like your average, you know, book where it's like 30, 40, 50, you know, plus thousand words. You have this narrow space to, okay, who's going to be in the story? How are we going to get to point A, B, C, D to Z in a short period of time? So for me, that's some, that's probably the biggest challenge in writing short stories is getting to that A through Z in such in, in, in such in a, in a smaller amount of time. Definitely, completely agree. Um, so what would you say, what, what advice would you give for any authors wanting to go from kind of novel writing to short stories? As you say, it's, it's really hard. I, I've tried many times to write short stories and I really struggle with containing it all in, in so few words. So what, what's been the best advice you've had? 
Well, the, the, the advantage of a novelist writing short stories is that they already know how to write a story. So the storytelling portion is already there. So you, you already know how to set up characters, their, their flaws, their strengths, like all that's there. But like, like I mentioned, the challenging part about actually telling the story is that, well, think of it as this. If you have a lot of story you want to tell, for me, my advice is try to do it in such of a manner where it is it, it's, it's written in, in the original form of how you want to write it. And then if there's room for a potential sequel or prequel or whatever the case may be, then expand on that universe. Yeah. So I feel like you can a bigger story and create a full universe from it instead of just taking that story and writing one book about it. So I feel as a novelist, you know, you already have, you know, a leg up on, on, on from a lot of people in terms of actual storytelling, but my advice is don't overthink it. Just write it in the format you still want to write it in, but just in a more, of course, dense matter. But then if you say, you know what, I kind of want to expand on, you know, this story or explain more about it, then create a full universe from it. That way you'll have a full series. You'll have more stories to tell and you'll get more people interested in seeing what's going to be next. If you decide to write, um, you know, a, a follow up to it or whatnot. So I guess my overall advice is don't overthink it. You already know how to write a story. You already, you know, have the advantage of, you know, creating your own world and characters and the actual angle itself. Just don't overthink it and just do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I approach my poetry it's like I initially don't overthink my poetry. I just write. I'll write and I'll go back to it, like I said, and then I'll clean it up and and get it uh, squared away after. And how many books do you have planned? Because I know you said you've already got this book and, and then the prequel. Do you have any more planned? Do you have kind of a roadmap of, of all the books you, you want to write? Um, yeah, I do. I, I have a, I have a lot of working ideas I have written down. And like I mentioned, after I'm done editing this um, lockdown inspired short story. I'm going to dive into another one, whether or not, like I said, if it's going to be an expanded universe, uh, expanded universe one, meaning, you know, prequel, sequel, or spinoff or new idea, that's fine. But I might, my goal is to write at least anywhere from three to four short fiction books this year. I definitely want to, you know, I, I think I, I wrote about the same amount last year. So I definitely want to aim for that number more. So hopefully within the next month or so, I'll be starting my next short fiction book. I'm probably going to do a better reader on, on the Death Pony book. I'm going to do a better reading section on that. So I got some ideas and plans for that as well. Um, on the poetry side, nothing as of right now, but in terms of an overall point of view, an overall long-term point of view, um, I'm going to be putting in the paperwork for the next for my next moves for my writing overall. I wish I could say more about it. I, I don't I hate to somewhat hype things up without really necessarily explaining it all the way but you know it's 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 the next you know more bigger moves that i'm going to do with my writing and i'm really excited about so i'll keep people posted on that but yeah all in all short fiction wise i definitely going i'm definitely going to write a new book soon and my goal is to write anywhere from three to four short fiction books this year but before the uh before the end of the year Amazing. And the big question that I know um, we're all talking about at the moment um, for, for our own routes, but which do you think you'll take? Do you think you'll go down the traditional publishing route or the self-publishing route and why? As of right now, as we speak, I still plan on going the self-publishing route and my reasons. And like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. 
But my reasons is I want to have full control of what I want to write about. Or for more, for more so, I want to have control about what I want to put out to the public. Um, I feel if you're yeah. self-publishing, you have full creative control. You have the ability to write the ship in terms of how you want it to be marketed and promoted, the title of the book, how it looks. Now, of course, you're going to be working with editors and like um, book cover um, companies and other people that you have lined up that's under your belt. But for the most part, you're still going to be the go-to person when it comes down to your actual work in, in terms of the creative direction for it. So for me, all in all, it's all about creative control. I want to be able to write what I want to write and put out what I want to put out. And I want to be able to, you know, monitor and control who is my audience and, okay, you know, I want to focus more on that versus I think the traditional, I feel you're not going to be as hands-on or at least you're not going to be able to be hands-on as much as you want. But on that flip side, having your book being on a bookshelf or in a major, you know, bookstore, you know, anything related to that, that's a tempting thing too. And I feel like the self-publishing route, you're probably not going to have that opportunity. Um, and of course, you know, you can always, you know, put your book on Amazon and get your book, you know, highlighted on there or whatnot. But I feel like the, the, the traditional route, you have a, a, a slightly better chance of having your work being on a much more bigger stage versus the indie route where, You'll have your niche audience and you'll have your niche area in the in the writing industry, but it's not going to be as large unless, you know, unless it gets to a point where somebody recognizes you working on such, you know, it is on a bigger platform. So as of right now, I'm definitely going to go the self-publishing route um, only because, like I said, it's all about creative control for me at the end of the day. Yeah. Completely agree. I think, as you say, there are so many advantages to self-publishing. It is really just that acceptance that you will not reach as many readers with self-publishing. I think that's a very fair point that, you know, you, you won't have your book on the bookshelves or in the airports. Um, but, you know, the, the, the marketing side, there's a lot to learn and there's still a big opportunity to reach a lot of people. I know that um, Rookie Kerr, Core, Core, um, who wrote, who's written a lot of poetry um, books. She was originally self-published and then she got recognized and then went down the hybrid route. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of different avenues, isn't there? But I think the most important thing is, is to do what fits in well with, with what you want to do. And um, if it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, even Goodreads, uh, anything related to any type of social media platform, I think for the most part, most traditional houses will look at that versus, okay, what type of writing are you doing? What type of are you in? You know, you know, what is your overall style of writing? So that is the biggest challenge because a lot of, a lot of writers, a lot of independent writers only have, you know, a thousand followers, two, three, four, five. I have barely 900 followers, but I feel like I have a very loyal and driven audience that I would rather be on the side of that versus worrying about getting my follower account up or, you know, my, you know, my social media account up. So I feel like as a, as, a, as somebody who wants to go a traditional route, if you don't have those numbers that you're looking for, that could be a daunting task to deal with. 
definitely it needs to it needs to be organic that following as well i think you know it needs to happen over over years with with people that genuinely engage with you and that's the only way you know you can get 8000 followers from um just people that you know just just follow you for for yeah. no reason or never look at your stuff but that's not going to move the needle they're not going to buy your books because they're not engaging with you they're not going right. to care um but i agree with you they they do look at that and that's why i always say to to people who are like oh i don't know when i should start a writing account you know I don't have any books out yet I'm I'm just writing I was like start it now start it as early as you possibly can because there's no harm in having the account talking about your process talking about what you're reading you might not have anything to, to sell or to publish it might be years before you have something to publish but by building that follow account up you're you're starting to get you know get a really engaged organic audience that kind of go with you on that journey and they will care when you do finally publish that book because they've seen you at the very beginning like hey guys I want to publish a book but I don't know how to and they, they've gone with you on that journey so I think it's really important if you you know if you you do whether you, whichever route you want to go down traditional self but to you know start start that Instagram journey early with people and, and really focus on engaging with people on a human level and not just focusing on that that follow account um to to just you know to, to look like you're popular popular people don't have the most amount of followers but they've got people that actually engage and I think that's um the biggest thing yeah I mean that that's how it started for me like around this time well actually next month is going to be one, one year anniversary of me putting out my first like piece of material and before that I was like I don't know I don't know if people are going to like it I don't think it's going to stick with people I don't you know I had a lot of second thoughts as well but I said screw it let's just put it out and as the year went along, of course, I met, you know, you, everybody in the writing community. Like, it was just an organic growth in terms of not just followers and numbers, but the people I've met and relationships and the, you know, that I've built and everything. You know, looking back, it's kind of fascinating because it's only been a year since I've been doing this in terms of putting my work out. Clearly, I've been writing more, but in terms of actually exposing myself through my writing, it's only been a year. And the fact that I've been able to meet all these awesome people and, and grow into these relationships and, you know, and, and things of that nature, I'm looking forward to seeing how the next six to 12 months is going to be in terms of some of the concepts and ideas I have in mind. And, you know, the, 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 the support is going to be there no matter what. That's why with me, when I took off, when I took off three months last year to tend to some personal issues, that was like, man, okay, I'm taking three months off. I'm like, what if I don't have the same audience, you know, when I come back? And that was a fear as well, too. But luckily, you know, everybody was so supportive and like, you know, messaging me and letting me know, hey, you know, we're here. We'll still be here when you come back. And, you know, luckily that was the case. But, yeah, I, I think as somebody who was very much second guessing themselves in terms of putting out the work. Like you said, yeah. just put it out, just put it out and just let it fall into place. Don't try to force anything or control, you know, things that are not in your control. Just let it happen. And whatever happens, you know, continue to learn from it, grow from it. And hopefully, you know, that will continue to expand and, um, and you and it'll naturally just continue to uh, get better. And, and also you'll come up with more better ideas too in terms of growth. Like my We Are Indie Wednesdays concept, for example, that started off as just putting up a story and tagging somebody. But then I'm like, you know what? 
I want to do something completely different. I want to make it a lot more personal. I want the audience to actually see the writer, what they look like, what they're working on, who they are as an individual. Like they can go to their page and like their stuff. Like I've noticed since I started this concept, I've noticed I've had some writers like message me. It's like, yeah, man, because of your concept, I got Aww. more followers. I've had people yeah. stuff like to me that was that to me was like that's what I want to happen for this concept. I want people to get their name out more, get their work out more. Like that's the goal. That's the number one goal of this entire concept since day one. And I'm so happy that people have something to look forward to on Wednesdays to see who am I going to pick and, you know, who, who, you know, who the artist is going to be, you know, whatever. So for me, that's been the most beautiful thing about this concept is not just meeting people, but also having those people get, their work and their page a lot more Definitely, I completely agree and that was the same for us with the writer community um just watching people like when you're on the live yesterday and someone's like oh Drew hey and I just love that I love it that people have been brought together <laughs> people have met each other people have found their critique yeah. partners and found their beta readers um I, I joined I joined Instagram two years ago almost and that first year no one spoke to me I was putting my work out there I had like five likes on each post I was so lonely um and I didn't I didn't really know how to engage with people but looking back I also wasn't putting myself out there I, I was putting stuff on my page I wasn't going and commenting on other people's pages I wasn't messaging people um you know as British we can be a little bit kind of shy and stiff upper lips sometimes and I I wasn't really you know if I message someone will they will they respond will that be weird um and then I I met you know Rachel and Sydney and Sky and and I did a few challenges and I realized that there's just a lot of people out there like me who are just kind of muddling through it all. Um, we're all on different, you know, sides of the world, but um, it was pretty incredible to kind of find friends and, um, and people that really understood what I was going through and, you know, friends at home, great friends known them for years, but, you know, they're not writing a book. They're, they're not in that process. So there's only so much they can really understand because until you've written a book, you have no idea um, what actually goes into it and the heartbreak and the time and the exhaustion and the stress, um, you know, people who aren't doing that can't really relate. So, um, um, it was it was pretty amazing to to meet people on Instagram and have that as well. So, yeah, the the daunting task of reaching out and liking other people's stuff, you know, it could be a challenge because you because you don't know how they're yeah. gonna react, even especially if you on their posts. And for me, I make sure that if you know if I if I'm friend if I just met somebody on Instagram, I, I'll make sure I go do some other posts, like comment because I feel you know besides the algorithms. On, on the uh, platform itself, you that's also that's how you can start getting in, you know start to get engaged more, but you're not necessarily putting yourself out there in terms of your personal business. You're just simply liking, commenting, maybe doing a repost of some sort, and all of that will eventually, you know, add up into a snowball effect. Because for me, I joined Instagram. Oh, what is this? Two thousand twenty-one. I think I joined around like. 2016 or 15 and my page is completely different i just posted like personal stuff and i actually used to uh compete in powerlifting so my page is nothing but like clips of, like mm -hmm. my training results of like my missions etc and then once that chapter you know was closed it's like okay now i'm doing the writing stuff it's like okay how can i now convert this page to more 80% of my writing but still keep a bit of my personal stuff on there too because that's another way of getting yeah. to know somebody. 
outside of what unquote known to do, if you put up stuff about your personal hobbies, your you know your hobbies, your habits, you know who you are behind that writer pen, a lot of people can relate to you as well because they can say, oh well, me and me and Megan got something in common besides writing. We like I don't know knitting or cooking or something or wine drinking, like whatever. Like you know you you have those other common interests that you have with other people outside of the creative portion of it, which is the writing part. So for me. I told myself this year I want to definitely do more personal posts, both on my page and on my stories. But also I also might make sure that yes, this is mostly a writing page. But I also want to you know, you know, dip my toe in having people you know see other parts of my personal life yeah, as well. I agree with that. I think you know, um, don't be afraid to to put a little bit out there about your dog or you know as much as you obviously want to show. Um, I think it's important to. Right to be authentic on social media as authentic as you want to be you know don't try and be someone else show yeah. a little bit about you and who you are outside of writing yeah. um but obviously give as much as you want yeah. you don't have to give everything of course you give as much as you feel comfortable um kind of putting out there but i think it's um for for, for writers i think the instagram community is a really powerful tool because it can be quite a solitary um quite a solitary endeavor so to to have other people that you're going through it with um i think it's really powerful i think that's been incredible um for for me and and for kind of all of the 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 guys that have joined especially at the beginning you know you were one of the the first to join along with others um and it's just so nice kind of to see how far everyone's come and as you say that break that you took from social media i remember when you you came back everyone was so excited to see you back and they really respected you for taking that break Mm. so i think it's um it's it's a really good thing to step back when you know you need to and i think that's can be very inspirational for other people who might need that time as well to see other people doing it absolutely absolutely and and there's a lot of things that i'm going to be announcing soon that are not part of like the writing sphere but i think once again i think these things can be relatable for certain people and it's not a way for people to you know get to know me as a person too so i'm really excited about some of the non-writing things i'm going to be uh uh, broadcasting here in the next, you know, handful of months leading up to the summer. So, but yeah, like I said, you know, it, it's all about making sure that you are able to show more layers and elements of yourself as an individual versus just, you know, broadcasting yourself as just a creator. You know, people already know that now it's like, okay, you know, let's see if I have any other common themes or interests with this person. And yeah, I, I, I think it's a very, uh, healthy and refreshing way to continue to expand on relationships and build your audience, but just do it in a much more, you know, different and Definitely. unique way. And other than obviously what we've just spoken about, what other advice would you give to aspiring authors in the community? Um, just write your butt off. <laughs> just write. Don't no, like I said, just write, 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 write what you can think of, write what's around you. You know, don't necessarily think about how you're going to publish your work or how you're going to get your work out there in a much more bigger spotlight. Just write what you know. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. doesn't matter what your experience is. That's why you're in that position for a reason. You know, you're not anybody else. Your writing style is not anybody else. You're not trying to look, talk, or create like anybody else do the best you can to build your own lane and stay in it. 
And of course, you know, always reach out to other people who maybe have a little more experience, you know, than you than you do in terms of writing. Doesn't matter regardless of what genre it is, if it's you know, novel, short story, poetry, you know, long form, whatever the case may be, you know, reach out to people who have more experience and, and pick their brains too. I mean, for for you know, for example, like I would definitely reach out to you or Rachel or Sky if I want to write like a novel. I'm probably gonna be reaching out to you guys because you guys have you know, in comparison to me, all the experience in the world. <laughs> so for me, for me, that's something that I would definitely do as well. But for any writer out there who's looking to just uh, learn, you know, not just learn from yourself, but also, like I said, pick other people's brains, learn, you know, be a sponge and have fun. At the end of the day, I, I think with writing a lot of people, you can take your work serious for sure. You can take your work serious, but at the same time, make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're having fun writing. Sure, you know, don't take yourself too serious. You know, get give give yourself a little crap sometimes, and you know, give yourself a little um, self self uh, depreciation joke. Because that's what I do with my writing. Like I've written stuff that I'm probably never going to publish because it's such goofy and silly, and it's like I'm not gonna put that out there. But I did it because it's another way, of course you know, add into your skill, but also another way of saying it, you know what? Yes, you can take crap serious, but also have fun because this is a journey that this is a long full journey. This is this is gonna be a never-ending journey in terms of writing, evolving, you know, putting things together. So that that's to me the biggest part of that's to me the biggest piece of advice is have fun. Just have fun writing. You know, just just have fun. And then that's that. I love that. No, I completely agree. And, and the whole point about writing, uh, reaching out to people, uh, people always reach out to me and they say, I'm so sorry for reaching out or I won't take much of your time. I love it when people reach out to me. It makes me feel so kind of warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so never like if to anyone listening to this, never, ever worry about reaching out to someone to ask them a few questions, get their, you know, get their um, experience on things. People always, I, I, from what I found, at least most people are always really, really happy to help. Um, and really happy to kind of point you in the right direction. Um, and I just, I always think that's wonderful. You know, people happy to give their time um, and energy to, to people they don't even know, but just because you've got that in common. So uh, I completely agree with that advice, 100%. And um, last question, where can our listeners find you if they want to, to look you up, follow you, read your work, et cetera? Um, I mean, for right, right now, most of my work is on my Instagram page. You can find me at Drew. Brandon Carroll, that's C-A-R-R-O-L-L. -L. You can find me on there. Um, if you're part of the, the writer community page, I'm on there as well. If you look through the, the, the follower and following list. Um, as of right now, that's the only major platform that I'm currently on. I know I'm looking at some other uh, platforms to also get on board as well. So once I have those pages created, I will you know put, the, put those links on my Instagram. But yeah, find me on Instagram, follow me. I'll follow back, you know, let's communicate on there. And, you know, I, I appreciate you, Megan, and the writer community for actually reaching out to me to actually do this uh, podcast interview. This is actually my first interview I've done since last summer. So I know, as you can tell, I really don't do a lot of interviews, but, you know, it depends who we reach out. And I'll, I'll definitely make time in, into doing that. But, yeah, this was fun. And like I said, I appreciate you guys reaching out to me to do this. And I look forward to continue to you know, grow the uh, the relationship with you and the community and among other writers. And, you know, let's just continue to, you know, learn from each other and uh, and continue to write our, our, our put, put our best foot out when it comes down to our writing. 
Amazing. We're so honored to have you on here. Thank you, Drew. No problem. Thank you. Cool. I'm going to stop recording. As always, thank you so much again for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to find out more about Drew and his work, you can find him on Instagram at Drew Brandon Carroll. That's D-R-E-W-B-R-A-N-D-O-N-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Drew Brandon Carroll on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.